This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Progressive Ag Marketing Market Analyst Brian Strauman says we saw a sharply lower dollar this week, and that supported the grains. In addition to the winter wheat conditions, uh, and they're the poorest on record, uh, provides, again, some underlying support as far as the wheat complex. Uh, the corn market's been very close to unchanged, maybe up a couple cents here most of the session. Uh, the strength in the crude oil and the soybeans and the wheat uh, certainly spilling over. Uh, but we have a USDA report again next Wednesday. Estimates are uh, that that yield is probably going to be increased. Uh, at least we'll see what USDA has to say on Wednesday. But that's uh, adding uh, or limiting the upside as far as corn goes. And the grains remain range-bound. Brock Associates President Richard Brock says the grains are, are led by the soybean complex. Soybeans have a mind of their own right now. I think a lot of it's due to, you know, early in the week, a trucking strike in, in South America and in Brazil. And that's over with. Uh, but, you know, and I think a lot of people are still very positive on uh, what's going on in the renewable diesel market, although that's a real long-term fundamental. It's not short-term. But, you know, harvest is over and, and beans are in the bin, and I don't think anybody's going to sell anything until after the first of the year. So the market's just having uh, trouble buying beans right now. Vomitoxin being reported in parts of Ohio, and testing is increasing in other parts of the eastern Corn Belt. Vom's a problem for livestock producers as well as ethanol plants. The increase in testing has also backed up an already busy time at grain elevators. U.S. fresh potato shipments totaled nearly 6.6 million hundredweight in October. That's down more than 6% from last year. In the Red River Valley, wash plants shipped 255,000 hundredweight of potatoes last month. That's 12,000 hundredweight less than a year ago. North American Potato News says the October shipments were the smallest on record. Production was up in the Red River Valley this year, but shipments are off to a very slow start. Martinson Ag Risk Management President Randy Martinson says this cattle market has been holding up well in the face of a choppy grain market. You know, livestock haven't been trading too bad, considering we're a little bit lower, well, mixed in the live cattle market, a little lower in the, in the, live, in the feeder cattle market, mainly because of the pressure from the grains. Roy E. Abbott Futures President Roy Abbott says the livestock markets are recovering after a decent pullback here earlier this week. They were lower this morning, now they're higher. Again, I think that maybe the sell-off that we've been experiencing the last uh, several days is over and that uh, we can see a bit of a rally. I'm not uh, looking for a big rally on the upside, but uh, I think we're probably oversold a little bit in both markets. We'll see a couple of dollar increase in hog prices, maybe a buck, buck and a half on the cattle. And AgriSampo North America Chief Analyst Sterling Smith says this livestock market has been really fairly quiet all week. You know, up a few ticks, one way down a few ticks. Uh, we saw a little bit of cattle go off in Texas at 149, but it wasn't the best stuff. Saw some pretty good trade in Iowa at the 153 to 155 level. Dressed values stay strong, but we're still caught in a bit of a standoff. Packers are not showing much of a willingness to pay up. Cutouts have improved noticeably over the last couple of weeks for both choice and select, but yet there hasn't been anything to inspire any big movement where Packers are willing to come up you know, come in and pay up and kind of drive the futures. That's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. 
So most companies claim they have good people, good product, good customer service, but the question is how often. We go the extra mile to take care of our dealers and our growers, and more importantly, their families and their customers. Proceed tries to bring a family-like experience. Farmers, we want to understand what their challenges are. We also want to bring products to them that help them overcome those challenges so that they can be as successful as possible. Need seed, think Proceed. Proceed.net, great seed at a reasonable price. World Weather Incorporated Senior Meteorologist Drew Lerner is your trusted source for agricultural weather. From the Northern Plains, we do expect some showers to develop and a couple of thunderstorms. The majority of the meaningful rain, though, is going to be in southern Canada. To South America, Buenos Aires, La Pampa, and Cordoba, but it doesn't occur until we get into next week, leaving plenty of time for changes in the forecast. Drew Lerner, only on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business. You're listening to This Week in Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. The U.S. Energy Administration's recent update put inventories of diesel and heating oil at just 106 million barrels, well below the five-year range. Steiner Consulting Chief Economist Alton Kalo says freight costs will likely remain elevated through the winter. The, that freight cost certainly adds to the uh, final cost of the product and uh, ultimately what the consumer pays. And so what we've seen is that we've seen a little bit of a slowdown in cost increases, but that's very different from a reduction in, in cost. And so while prices are increasing at a, a, a slow rate, they're still higher than they were a year ago, and they're far higher than they were before the start of the pandemic. Kalo says seasonally, diesel and oil supplies are the lowest he's seen in the last 40 years. Brazil's former President Lula beat incumbent Bolsonaro in the closest presidential election in Brazilian history this week. Lula had a 50.9% of the vote, while Bolsonaro had 49.1%. Lula was president from 2003 to 2010 and spent time in jail for corruption. Under Bolsonaro, soybean acres increased with more of the Amazon rainforest cut down. Lula has promised to reduce that trend. As expected, the Federal Reserve Bank bumped interest rates by three-quarters of one percent this week. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell offered comments after the central bank meeting. Powell said it will be appropriate to slow the pace of interest rate increases at some point. Powell also said he would rather increase interest rates too much rather than not enough. You know, if we were to over-tighten, we could then use our tools strongly to support the economy, whereas if we, if we don't get inflation, uh, under control because we don't tighten enough, now we're in a situation where inflation will become entrenched and the costs, the employment costs in particular, will be much higher potentially. So from a risk management standpoint, we want, we want to be sure that we, that we don't make the mistake of, of either failing to tighten enough or loosening policy too soon. The Minnesota Pollution Control Agency has released its annual report. The report outlines the state response to highly pathogenic avian influenza. A total of 81 premises were affected in Minnesota. To qualify for any indemnity payments, poultry operations must have a biosecurity plan in place and be open to state and federal audits. African swine fever remains the major threat to Minnesota pork producers. The MPCA has plans in place to respond to a foreign animal disease such as ASF.
Over 85% of the U.S. is covered in drought, which is a new record high. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says the recent drought monitor showed a good chunk of the drought coverage is in the lower states at 62.8%. And that represents more than 10 percentage point increase from four weeks ago in early October. And it's almost 19 percentage points higher than our autumn 2022 minimum of just over 44%. Rippey says the drought has expanded. Eastward into the Midwest, the Mississippi Valley and the Southeast as the footprint of drought has been ever expanding during what turned out to be the driest September since 1956 and what was also a very dry October. Mexico's ban on genetically modified imports is on track to cut its imports of U.S. yellow corn by half through increased domestic product by 2024. National Corn Growers Association Director of Public Policy Angus Kelly says the turnaround timeline is too quick. Kelly also says that the NCGA is urging trade representatives in D.C. to enforce the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. I'm Whitney Pittman with This Week in Agriculture for the Red River Farm Network. Who's there? It's coming for your soybean fields. It's pigweed! <laughs> the pigweed! It's everywhere! Oh no! My soybean fields! Run! Yes, run to keeppigweedaway.com and protect your fields with a layered residual herbicide program from BASF. Always read and follow label directions. The Red River Farm Network introduces the latest addition to our team of farm broadcasters. Listen for Whitney Pittman as she joins Don Wick, Randy Conan, and Sierra Doctor in reporting agriculture's business. 90 minutes of farm programs each weekday, four farm broadcasters, and one ag meteorologist. When you check out the numbers, it's easy to see why your number one choice for farm news, markets, and weather is the Red River Farm Network. And we're reporting agriculture's business. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. According to the weekly crop progress report, corn harvest is 76% complete nationwide. That's 12 percentage points ahead of the five-year average. 88% of the U.S. soybean crop has gone through the combine, 10% ahead of the average. Winter wheat planting is 87% complete. USDA also released its first update on winter wheat conditions. We have winter wheat in pretty rough shape in many of the nation's major production areas. Just 28% of the winter wheat rated in good to excellent condition. 35% of the crop very poor to poor. Not the numbers you want to see here in late October. That's USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. Dry conditions have hampered wheat seedings and emergence in the core U.S. wheat regions. Approximately 74% of the U.S. winter wheat crop is in an area experiencing drought. Wheat Quality Council Executive Vice President Dave Green says while it's worrisome that the wheat got off to a dry start, it's not totally uncommon. Well, I mean, we're obviously most, uh, a lot of the western U.S. is, is uh, struggling with uh, abnormally dry weather, and the crop is getting planted into dry dirt, and uh, uh, everybody is very much hoping that uh, with, with, you know, above normal or or better, certainly better rainfall conditions here through the winter and early spring that we can recover. But it's certainly, it's not an official death knell for the crop, but it's a bad start. And everybody's pretty worried because we need the wheat. 
Green says the wheat could still turn out an average crop if there were timely rains. In South Dakota State University Extension, soil field specialist Anthony Bly says soil conditions are unexpectedly dry after a wet start to the year. Well, you know, we had a quite a variable year from, from wet to dry areas in the state. I've never seen it that extreme difference before. Of course, those wet areas, the yields were good. But now that we've gone into the fall and we're almost, you know, to that winter time, by and large, I think most of the soils across the state I would, I would consider dry to very dry. I was out sampling uh, the last couple days, and in the areas that, that did get good precip throughout the season, their subsoils have, have some water in them, but they're, they're dry. I mean, we could use a good drink of water, I think, almost everywhere in South Dakota right now. Cover crops and winter wheat emergence has been slow. Bly has low expectations for those crops. AccuWeather is estimating the delays in barge traffic on the Mississippi River is costing U.S. agriculture $20 billion in losses. After the first notice day for November soybean futures, the Price Futures Group says the backlog in grain and soybean shipments could encourage deliveries against the November soybean futures contracts. Farmers in the Devil's Lake Basin are wrapping up harvest. JS Consulting owner Jason Hodas says harvest is getting down to the end, and Hodas says yields were very good considering when these crops got planted. Small grain-wise, uh, barley was real good. Wheat was averaged to slightly above. Uh, canola was kind of all over the board, depending upon, uh, you know, if we had some fields with tight rotations where we got some brassillium in there, um, and then we, you know, had some stuff that was out the uh, disease pressure that was, Phenomenal canola, some of the better canola we've ever had on some stuff. Northern parts of South Dakota had a wet start to the planting season. Leola, South Dakota farmer Stephen Callis is happy with how corn harvest turned out. Went pretty good. I mean, the spring when we were planting there was kind of a challenge. We were pretty wet, but overall, I guess yields were there. So actually, for the most part, we did. Um, a few prevent plant acres, but I guess looking into the summer, we kind of missed out on those timely rains, but especially going into that R1 stage of corn. But yeah, overall, I guess the yield was there, and test rate was good, so can't really complain. And that's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. We've done it again. NK Seeds is still the fastest-growing seed brand. NK outperformed the competition, and we have the numbers to prove it. Across three trials in North Dakota, NK06D9E3 outyielded Asgrow products by an average 3.1 bushel per acre advantage. Bushels don't lie. Get more local yield results at nkseeds.com harvest. Find your next job on the Red River Farm Network website. Click on the Job Opportunities tab and discover your future. If you're a mechanic, Ellingson Companies has a position open for you. True North Equipment has opportunities for a service solution specialist. Resource Auction of Grand Forks and the North Dakota Farmers Union also have jobs posted. Find all the details on the Job Opportunities in Agriculture tab on the Red River Farm Network website. That's rrfn.com.